What is going on, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I am very grateful to have your attention, at least for the next 15 minutes of this episode. Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast where I interview pre-seed and seed stage founders about their products, what they want to build into the world, and why. We dive into how they spend their time, what's their vision, what's the origin of stories, all these things, so you can learn all about what's coming tomorrow. Because these companies haven't hit critical scale yet. Most of them haven't hit product market fit. These are just early stage companies, and the big question is, what can this be? And in this podcast, we bring that out. So with that, I really hope you enjoy your time listening to today's episode. And I've already done 200 plus, so if you like this one, listen to some of the other ones, like with Imadi Kund, Austin Allred, Leah Culver. We have great interviews, so check it out. Enjoy the repository, and for now, let's get into today's episode. Here we go. All right, how's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders. We talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Matt Mira Ellis, who's the founder of Oasis. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Uh, it's exciting times in Oasis land. Um, it's extremely exciting. Um, and I'm thrilled to, be, thrilled to be here. Yeah, excited to have you on to, to, to kind of you you're kind of have you tell us about what you're working on with Oasis. So people that haven't heard of it, what are you working on? What is Oasis? Yeah, no one's heard of Oasis because we haven't launched anything yet. Um, although we're shipping Test Flight this afternoon, so which is why it's very exciting. Um, we've invented a fundamentally new form of communication. Uh, we call it synthetic video chat. So in traditional video chat, you know, you have a camera, it takes a picture of you, it beams that over the internet with your audio stream and video, um, and shows it on the other person's like phone or computer or a screen. Um, with Oasis, you use your phone to scan your face and create an avatar. And I think when people think avatar, they think of like, I don't know, emoji, emoji cartoons. Um, that's not what we're doing. Like it's literally, it looks, it's indistinguishable from real video. Uh, and so that's, it's like, it's truly some science fiction come to life type stuff. And so when you talk, instead of streaming your video over the internet uh, with Oasis, um, we track all your face movements and face metadata and emotions, et cetera. And we stream that over the internet. And then the other person's phone synthesizes a video in real time that, um, that mimics you know uh of your sorry synthesize your avatar video in real time and your avatar you know mimics all your face movements and exactly everything that you're doing so you can be how you are right now you can be like your ideal self you could try on a different identity and be someone else uh it's it's pretty wild one of the benefits is uh that it uses about 97 99% less bandwidth than something like zoom or FaceTime. Um, and so it's a radical, which also means that then anybody, basically any place you could do a phone call, you can do a video call. So there's uh, orders of magnitude more people on planet earth who this becomes accessible to because of the, the virtue of our technology. So that's pretty exciting. I, I see I see the potential absolutely. It kind of leads me to wonder though, 
you know, what was the the seed for, for this idea, I guess? In other words, what's the origin of the story here? And why did you decide to build out this technology, um, you know, build out Oasis? Yeah, so it goes back. Um, so in 2015, I co-founded a company called Dishcraft Robotics, making dishwashing robots for restaurants. And um, that company was funded very early on by a hardware VC called Lemnos Labs. And they have like a co-working space. And, and there I met my co-founder today, Yusuf. He was running a, a different startup called AquaCloud. We met what started off as a mentor-mentee relationship turned into a friendship. Um, and in 2018, uh, he started another company called NotEvil.ai, which was the very first deep fake video detection API. Um, it was very, very, very early on. I became one of the primary investors and chairman, which I don't know. Uh, like he basically spent like two or three days a week in my living room, you know, um, talking about ideas. And I was kind of like a part-time co-founder. I never really thought that was going to be a good business, but I thought that Yusuf was awesome. And I knew that I wanted to work with him, uh, which is why I invested in the company. Um, and that failed, um, but uh, and so when they, when that company ran out of money at the end of 2018, Yusuf was about to get kicked out of his apartment in Palo Alto, uh, and I was had gotten into skiing, and we came up with an idea for a hybrid WeWork slash Airbnb in Tahoe called Work Vacay, where um, and. I would basically get a free place to stay and do work in Tahoe, and then he would get a place to live, and then we'd rent out rooms to guests. And um, we did that, and it was amazing. And it was profitable, and we loved working together. And so after that, we said, hey, let's start like a real startup together. And we talked about all sorts of different ideas. And we came back to this concept of, you know, we, we'd spent so much time in this really weird corner of the world of the internet of like deep fakes uh that everyone else was either a researcher a weirdo or a criminal and we were the only product people and we we were looking at it you know just because we had this competency already built up and this deep understanding and yusuf mentioned um a, a research paper that i'd seen that that we'd seen a, a few months before that I, when I'd seen it, I'd kind of dismissed it, but I'd thrown out the idea, uh, and we call this deep chat of like one person talking and have an avatar that kind of controls another. And um, I said, hey, what about that like deep chat idea we talked about a few months ago? And we're talking about it. And I was like, huh, yeah, you know, that's interesting. And then one day um, we started getting serious about it. Uh, we all got together and whiteboarded out, um, you know, whiteboarded out the business. And he looped his dad in on the um, on the project. And his dad, Sean, um, who's our third co-founder, uh, is one of the inventors of MPEG, uh, the original MPEG. He co-authored the standard, co-authored the Bluetooth standard. You know, he was running AI research for a technology company in Southern California at the time. 
and we spent a week in Tahoe and we're, we're sitting around and, uh, and I'm like, okay guys, explain to me exactly how does this stuff work? Like what's the details and like, okay, well, so, um, you know, basically the way it works is you have a person talking and as they talk, you have these like little face line marks and you stream that over the internet. Um, and, or no, sorry. And you know, and then you feed that into another neural network that synthesized the video. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. Couldn't you build like a communication network where you just stream those little dots over the internet and then the other person's phone synthesizes the video or the other device? I didn't, we weren't necessarily thinking of, of a phone at the time. Like, yeah, yeah, that could work. And I started getting really excited. I was like, would this save any bandwidth? And they're like, mm -hmm. maybe like 100, maybe 1,000 X. Uh, and I was like, oh, oh, God. Uh, and would it be cheaper? Because I'd worked at AWS. And at AWS, you have God mode on, uh, on every customer. And one of my friends had uh, co-founded a, a, a video chat startup. And that exploded and was very popular and was just bleeding money, like bleeding, bleeding money, uh, which was good for AWS, but bad for the startup. And I, I remember being surprised by that. And I remember like, wow, video chat is expensive. You know, and so I, I asked Sean Yusuf, I'm like, hey, this would be cheaper. And um, I said, yeah, be like a um, thousand times cheaper because you just, it's peer to peer. And you don't need all this server infrastructure. It's just such a little data. It's basically like a phone call. And uh, and at this point, I I know at least I was jumping up and down like a schoolgirl, uh, like uh, like you know who just high fiving. And it was just obvious that, that if this was possible, this was inevitable. And it was clear the future. And it was a question of were we going to do it with somebody else. Um, and so that, that night I emailed a corporate lawyer. We had the company incorporate, that was a Thursday. By Friday, we had a company incorporated. By Monday, on Monday, we opened a bank account. Monday night, Yusuf found a patent lawyer uh, that would meet with us immediately. And Tuesday morning, uh, we met with a, a patent lawyer and filed the patent with the US Patent Office seven days later. Um, and we, a couple weeks ago, just found out we're getting the patent. So uh, it's pretty freaking amazing. Uh, like it's a, it's 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 pretty epic, uh, frankly. So yes, uh, that is that's what we're doing. That's that's how it got started. No, that's that's an awesome story. I appreciate you sharing all that. Um, you know, walk me through a little bit of it. You know, let's say it's it's something that is adopted by 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 a good amount of people, not the world yet, but you know, people are using it. Walk me through some of like the ideal use cases, or maybe the actually more specifically, what's the user experience of someone who gets on Oasis, uses Oasis, what can they expect? Um, what, what are different things they can, they can kind of use with the technology um, that maybe, uh, that they'd be kind of. Yeah, so, so the way I think about what we're doing is it's sort of classic disruptive technology where it starts off as like definitely worse than video chat in a lot of ways. Um, and the way I think about it is we are creating a new communication experience 
that's somewhere between voice, voice only, and video. Um, and you get a feeling of presence that you just don't get with voice. Um, but you don't currently get the same fidelity of emotion and exp expression and everything that you get on a good Zoom call uh, or like a really, you know, a good FaceTime. Um, so it's better than no video, you know, um, but worse than great video. You know, it's, it's somewhere in between. Um, but it's fundamentally different. And it, it's honestly kind of hard to describe it until you experienced it. Because, you know, like I was, I was talking the other night with a friend um, on Oasis. He was like um, the second person I sent a test flight to. And he commented, you know, he's like, I, it's 930 at night. I wouldn't do a video call right now normally. You know, like maybe my wife, but like I'm having a drink. I'm in bed, you know, um, and, but like this feels different. I don't have to worry about that you know like i don't because i'm you're never actually on camera like that's the crazy thing is like you you video chat without actually being on camera you know and it, it's a wild uh it's a wild concept um but i think that there's gonna be a lot of people who use it for who use oasis um really in times when otherwise you just do a voice call but maybe you'd want to do video but you know, either you're, you have crappy internet or, you know, you're don't feel like being on camera or your kids running around or you want privacy or you're just not feeling it, you know? Um, and then people talk about it, zoom fatigue and stuff like that. Uh, so I think that's like sort of one segment. And then there's a whole universe, billions of people on planet earth who just have shitty internet and, you know, like, they can't video chat today, or if they do, it's going to be a terrible experience that's totally choppy, you know, and it's going to freeze constantly. Uh, and we've all been there, right? You know, you're on FaceTime or WhatsApp or whatever. And, you know, like, when, for example, when I try to call my family in Argentina, you know, I call try to call my tia Olga and we try maybe for like 15 seconds, there'll be a decent video, but then it'll just start freezing and it's very frustrating. So you just do voice. And so I think there's large swaths, swaths of the world where you can't reliably video chat. And I think that that's going to be, um, over the long term, uh, one of the giant use cases for what we're building. And then if you were to kind of take what you're doing now and look out a long ways, you know, five years, 10 years, 15 years, you know, as far as you want to look. What would you say um, is, is the future for Oasis? Or I guess, in other words, what's the big vision here? And what direction are you rowing in as you build out this company? Yeah, so um, our mission is to improve human communication. Uh, like, you know, we're not, we've built some truly bleeding edge, groundbreaking frontier technology, but the technology is not what defines us. Um, and so my 2030 goal for the company is to build a communication experience that is superior to in-person conversation. And in order to make that experience happen and bring it to life, you'll need some help, right? It takes a village to make a startup work. So my question for you is how can the forward thinking founders community 
help you make it happen. Are you hiring? Are you looking for capital, looking for customers, beta users, you know, anything like that? How can we assist? Uh, how can we assist? Um, well, if people want to try it out. Um, that's, um, yeah, hit me up um, or hit up Oasis. It's at Oasis Calling on Twitter. Uh, definitely would love to have people try it out. Um, we are about to go into a fundraising round, um, but I feel pretty confident, to be honest, uh, about that I, uh, more than I've ever felt on anything I've ever done. Uh, and this is like my fourth startup. So um, I'm not like super worried. You know, I think, how can we help? You know, if there's anybody out there who is, you know, um, intellectually fearless, has, you know, um, some serious chops in like AI research around emotion detection, GANs, synthetic video generation, uh, ideally who has experience also like, you know, work on mobile, um, that, you know, would love people to hit me up. Uh, my email is matt at theoasis.com. Um, we're, uh, going to do a, a, probably a lot of hiring in the very near, by the time this podcast gets published. Uh, so there's that. Um, but I don't know, I, I think mostly like it's on us to execute, you know, I, um, I don't know that anybody, no, I've learned that no one has the answers, you know, uh, just that's on us to figure out. And then if someone, you know, for my last question, if someone was interested in at least learning more, checking this out, where can they find you online? Are you, uh, do you have a URL? Do you have social handles? Do you have an email? How can people get in touch? Yeah. So our website is theoasis.com. Uh, our Twitter handle is at Oasis Calling. Um, and yeah, my email is matt at theoasis.com. Uh, so feel free to hit me up. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Yeah, no problem, man. Thanks. All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how to collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Vernita Brown, who's on the founding team of Needlelist. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Thank you. Thank you. It's going great. Awesome. I'm excited to have you on the show and learn more about what you are working on. For people that haven't heard of it, what are you working on? What is Needlelist? So Needlelist is a women's health brand that makes beautiful doctor approved fertility and pregnancy products. Um, we also boast a net zero plastic footprint and we offer products now directly on our website, but also in a target near you. So kind of walk me through a little bit about the founding story here. Tell me about like kind of the, the origin of story here, the early days of, of Natalist and then kind of how it all got started. Yeah, so um, our, our lead founder, Hallie Teco, she has been very open about her infertility slash fertility journey. And along that route for her, she encountered a product that um, it's, a, it's a fertility friendly lubricant. And on the outside of the product, there is a sort of homely looking woman with a baby. And as someone who was really struggling to become pregnant, she just remembered just this visceral experience of being really triggered by that baby being on this product that was on her nightstand. 
And so she sort of made herself this vow that she wanted to start a company that was going to make more um, user-centered products for women who were going through this part of life and just sort of had this revelation in that moment that many of these products have not been touched in like 50 years. So it's a pretty sleepy industry. Um, the folks who are our lead competitors are pumping out the same products that they've been pumping out for a long time. And so she decided she wanted to do this and, you know, reached out to a few people we'd met through networking and, and we got a founding team together. And so um, that's kind of how we, we got kicked off. And when you decided to, um, when, when y'all got together and decided to start this, um, how did you know like what to do first? I think like there's like this this moment where like, you decide to start a company. Mm. And there's a problem that you want to solve in the world. Yeah. Um. But like, do you do you hire people first? Do you do prototype? You know, do you, do you customer interview. You know, how do you what? Tell me about like the, the what you decide to work on first or second or third as you kind of all got together to work yeah. on this product. No, that's a really good question. So for us, it's like we knew that there was this problem. You know, Hallie came to us and we're a team of, of moms to start off. And so she's like, hey, I think this is a problem. And we're like, actually, yeah, you're right. And so we thought, well, can't just be us who thinks this. Let's do a survey. <laughs> so we, you know, got a survey company to help us out. And we surveyed 1,500 women who had either been going through fertility or um, just kind of out of that phase of life and asked them questions about what their experience was, what sort of products they would want to see, what products they would want to spend money on and what their caps were like how much money would you spend on something like this versus this and so that was like really one of our first steps and then the second step was really getting funding and so um, thankfully Hallie has a, a deep well of experience in the in the whole funding scene and, and venture capital so she was able to pull into her networks and just get us meetings with folks who were inspired by the idea, but also um, felt really good because she was able to get like this team together. Um, I remember just our funders early on being very excited about the team that was coming before them. And what would you say, I'm thinking about the, the best way to phrase this question, but this is something I think that, um, especially when someone goes out to fundraise or just when someone hears about it for, for the uh, for the first time, let's say on the podcast, what is it, what would you say is a big misconception about this market or when, as you, as you um, mm. communicate, you know, what you're, what you're building to your market or just, you know, potential business partners or customers or you know, anything like that. What do you find yourself kind of, you know, you know, educating people on or, or sharing things that people may not know about the most about? Yeah. So interestingly, I think like, you know, we're a company for millennial women and and interestingly, like we all share this experience of having really poor sex education in middle school and high school. And so I think like there's this misconception that like, of course, people know how to get pregnant. Of course, like all you got to do is and then it's here. Right. But the reality of the situation is, is that there's the human body is miraculous, um, but there's also just some things you should know about it from a scientific standpoint. And like, there's really only a couple of days a month that you can get pregnant. Whereas in high school, my education was look at a guy, 
anytime you're going to get pregnant right away. <laughs> and that's just not the case. And so many women who delayed their pregnancy journeys um, in pursuit of higher education in their careers are now finding themselves like with more questions because in middle school, we told them it was going to be really easy. And so just kind of like even educating um, funders on that too, because some funders haven't like made that connection, especially like um, males who want to fund femtech, just they're not really sure either. So that's a big point of education for us. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. I think that um, kind of in, in this market, it, I, I I completely agree with, with what you're saying. Like, and, and it's kind of funny as I as I do this podcast, there are there are there are several markets where you you you're taught something when you're when you're younger, you're exposed to something when you're younger. Then when you're older, you look back and you're like, yeah. <laughs> maybe that wasn't right <laughs> or maybe it wasn't full or you know something something along the, those lines yeah um so yeah I appreciate you sharing that so if you were to um kind of zo- zooming out a bit for, for this if you were to kind of take what you're working on and mm-hmm. and zoom out five years 10 years 15 years um what, what is the the vision for the team what is the big the big vision and what direction are you rowing in as a founding team yeah I think for me just kind of looking forward, I would want Natalist to really be a a lifestyle brand when it comes to fertility and pregnancy. Like we're the one-stop shop. We're the place that people go when they're like, okay, yeah, ready for this. Like, it's just, it's a household name in that instance of women who are ready for that are, they can stop with us and get everything they need. That would be awesome. And in order to bring that to life and make it happen, you'll need some help, right? It, take, it takes a village to make a startup work. So my question for you is how can the forward-thinking founders community help you? Are you hiring? Are you raising more capital? You're looking for customers? Yeah. How, how can we assist? Yeah, so we're hiring right now. We are looking for a um, digital marketing manager um, just to help with some of our you know, optimizations and ads and things of that nature. So if if you know anybody who would be a good fit, you can send them to our website. Um, that's just natalist.com. And then also just like following us on social media. We're on everything out there, um, most notably Instagram though. And following and liking, like that costs you nothing, but it means a ton to us for folks to share our posts and just kind of get the word out um, more about what we're doing. And then just to make sure there's no, everyone kind of knows where, where to find you. So if they wanted to find you one more time, what's your, what's your website? You know, what, what's your yep. handles? Do you have an email? How can people get in touch? Yep. www.natalist.com is our website and you can shop there directly, learn about our team, see our job posts. And then our Instagram handle is at Natalist Co. We're also on LinkedIn at Natalist Co. And you can see our job posting there as well. So um, Yeah would would love to have more support from this community cool well i appreciate you coming on the podcast and best of luck building this out thanks so much appreciate it